Call the meeting to order. Mr. Troublefield, will you please take the roll? Mr. Cathell? Here. Mr. Collins? Here. Mr. Fritz? Here. Dr. Hattier? Mr. Layfield? Here. Ms. Moses? Here. Mr. Peden? Here. Mrs. Pryor? Here. Dr. Statler? Here. Mrs. Wright? Here. We have a quorum. 1.03, a motion to move into executive session. Move. Motion made. Is there a second? Second. Motion made and second. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? We're in executive session. Thank you. I'd like to reconvene regular session. 3.02. Approval of the agenda for October the 24th, 2022. So moved. Motion made. Is there a second? Second. Motion made and second. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. Please rise for the uh, presentation of colors followed by the Pledge of Allegiance.
Please remain standing for a moment of silence for those that lost their lives today in St. Louis. Thank you. Three point oh four student government. Not seeing any movement forward from student government. Three point oh five approval of regular meeting minutes from September the twenty sixth. So motion moved. to approve. Second. Motion made and seconded. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. Approval of executive session minutes from September the 26th. So moved. Second. Moved and seconded. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. 4.01, recognition. Special education ambassadors. Yes, thank you. Tonight we have a very special uh, recognition for our 22-23 special education ambassadors. And Dr. Statler, if you could join me, we will uh, ask uh, Dr. Brittingham and members of her team to join us, and we will recognize our ambassadors this evening. Ready? Okay. Good evening, everyone. Uh, my name is Judy Brittingham. I'm the Director of Special Education for the Indian River School District. I'd like to welcome you to one of our favorite nights of the school year. This evening, our community gets to celebrate our 2022-2023 Special Education Ambassadors. Special education ambassadors are people that are nominated by their peers and the community at large for going above and beyond to specialize in the individual. Special education ambassadors are individuals who embrace and promote a culture of support and success for students with disabilities while carrying a positive message of inclusiveness for students with disabilities. These ambassadors serve as role models to their colleagues and the community. Additionally, Ambassadors support the Indian River School District mission to allow students identified with disabilities to become emotionally, socially, and academically successful learners ready to fulfill their lifelong goals. As I look out at the ambassadors selected this year, I'm honored to work beside these individuals to support our amazing students. I cannot think of a better way to kick off our special education week than recognizing our ambassadors. Before we begin our presentation, I would be remiss if I did not thank the people that make this celebration and Special Education Week possible in the Indian River School District. The Special Education Task Force, chaired by board member Dr. Heather Statler, um, organized the nomination process, planned the activities for this week, and promote this amazing celebration. The task force is made up of Regina Izzo, Melissa Grunwald, Lee Argo, Paige Lyons, Laura Hattier, Orlando Kelly, Matt Klein-Stuber, and our current Teacher of the Year, Jenna Truitt. In addition, my amazing administrative team also makes this night possible. Dr. Tara Thorogood, Mrs. Nika Reed, and Mrs. Maria Hazard, who make everything run behind the scenes. At this time, I'm going to present to you our 2022-2023 Special Education Ambassadors as they join me on stage to receive a certificate in honor of their accomplishments. When you guys come up, stay here for a group picture at the end, as well as getting your individual pictures. Each ambassador being recognized tonight received multiple nominations from their peers and the community at large. 
As they walk to the stage, I will share some of the words shared by those that nominated them for this amazing honor. Our first ambassador, representing East Millsboro Elementary, Amy Andrus. Mrs. Andrus has the ability to use both effective instructional and best practice strategies while teaching a diverse group of students. She has the ability to really see her students' strengths as well as their potential. She always asks for their very best. Representing the Indian River Early Learning Center and 18 to 22 program tonight, Miss Amanda Lingo. Ms. Lingo is an asset when it comes to special education in the district. She goes above and beyond every day to help students enjoy their day, feel cared for, and feel understood. She also helps to put parents and guardians at ease. As one student said, Ms. Lingo makes my entire day happy. <coughs> Representing Georgetown Elementary, Mr. Neil Stong. Mr. Stong goes above and beyond every day for special education students. As one parent wrote in the nomination, his ability to send the message that all students means all students is unmatched in the Indian River School District. Representing Georgetown Middle School, Mr. Lenny Brittingham. Mr. Brittingham is a great addition to our staff. The relationship he has with his student, the student that he serves, is one of a kind. He pushes students to be independent, and you will not find a more patient man on the planet. Mr. Brittingham makes every day better. Representing Howard Tiena School, Brianna Schumann. Brianna is an amazing thera therapist, co-worker, and advocate for our kids. You will not find anyone better. She is selfless and giving of her time and energy. She is a leader in our building and is very passionate about her, about her job. She lights a fire in all of us and makes everyone around her want to be a better special educator. Representing Indian River High School, Mrs. Lorianne Setman. Mrs. Setman deserves recognition for her dedication to her students and their families. I have heard parents say that she is a wonderful teacher and goes above and beyond. She's someone who really cares for my child. She makes sure that her students have the opportunity to participate in activities throughout the school and shows up to these activities herself to make sure they are all doing okay. Representing John M. Clayton Elementary, Ms. Jacqueline Johnson. Jackie has created an environment that promotes specialized instruction for all of her students. She creates a learning environment that promotes routines, structure, and most importantly, positivity. She's always willing to try new methods, new things, and or new strategies to help her students grasp difficult concepts. Failure is not an option in her classroom. Representing Long Neck Elementary, 
Mrs. Misha Harris, Dr. Misha Harris. <laughs> Dr. Harris goes above and beyond to meet the needs of all of her students. She continually advocates for what, what every individual student needs. She communicates and builds relationships with families to better serve her students. Failure is not an option in her classroom, and she'll give you all the support you need to get there. Representing Lord Baltimore Elementary, Mrs. Christy Van Zee. <laughs> Christy is a one-on-one -on -one paraprofessional and a huge asset to our school. Her positive attitude is contagious, and she can boost the spirit of anyone that she comes in contact with. She is patient and connects with students on a deep level, making them feel welcome and loved day in and day out. Representing Millsboro Middle School, Mr. Connor Casey. <laughs> Mr. Casey deserves this recognition because of his consistent dedication to his students, not only academically, but behaviorally, emotionally, and socially as well. He utilizes a variety of strategies to establish and maintain a positive relationship with his students. As one of his students said during the nomination process, Mr. Casey makes me a better person. Representing North Georgetown Elementary, Ms. Carol Oxbro. <laughs> Mrs. Oxbro has been an instrumental part of the success of the students in our small group classroom. She spends time building relationships with students and looking for ways to motivate them, motivate them to ensure success. Success is the only option when you're working with Mrs. Oxbro. <laughs> Representing Philip Shaw Elementary, Mrs. Crystal Bush. <laughs> Mrs. Bush's classroom is an enjoyable place where our most complex learners work hard and feel comfortable. She's responsible for planning for many different levels of learners and often stays very late preparing for her class. She is an excellent teacher and going above and beyond for her students is her norm. Representing Selbyville Middle School, Mrs. Nicole Cope, who could, she could not be with us tonight, but I do want to read what was said about her in her nomination. Nicole is professional and friendly towards her students and coworkers. Her classroom management is impeccable, and there are few behavioral issues in this classroom of high-needs learners. Her place is the class to be. Representing Southern Delaware School of the Arts, Mrs. Stephanie Fair. Mrs. Fair could also not be with us tonight, but Stephanie goes above and beyond for our students. As a reading interventionist, she works hard daily to meet the needs of her learners. Her students make tremendous growth each year and are lucky to have her fighting for them in their corner. Representing Sussex Central High School, Mrs. Jackie Johnson. Throughout this school year and the entire pandemic, Jackie has been the glue that kept our special education department together here at Sussex Central. She manages all of the important details for students and staff, and she never complains. She handles herself with grace and treats all stakeholders with respect. And our community nomination this year, we always have a nomination for a community member who goes above and beyond for our students in the Indian River School District, is Mrs. Cheryl Carey. 
Mrs. Carey provided much support for families during the COVID pandemic. Whether it was clothing or food or anything else that anyone can think of, she did what she could to ensure that the students at Philip C. Shaw Elementary and their families had whatever they needed. I truly don't know what we would have done without Mrs. Carey's help during this time. As you have heard here tonight, these educators make a positive impact on some of our neediest students across the district. It is educators like these on this stage that embody unique qualities that help us as we work every day to specialize in the individual. One of my favorite quotes of all times by Albert Einstein states, only a life lived in service to others is worth living. To each and every one of you on this stage tonight, a heartfelt thank you from the entire administrative team of the Indian River School District for your service to our students. Thank you, all of you, for celebrating our ambassadors with us. Let's give these amazing members of our team a final round of applause. Congratulations, Special Education Ambassadors. 5.01, public comment. Time in our meeting set aside for public comments. We have one person signed up to speak this evening, uh, Tim Clawson. Mr. Clawson, we allow uh, three minutes for our speaker. There you go. Okay, thank you, sir. First thing I would like to say is to congratulate the uh, Special Ed Ambassadors. You truly make our school a great place. Tonight, I didn't know what I was gonna say. And I watched you guys all say the Pledge of Allegiance and the pride you took in the flag. And I thought, why am I here? Because this board, through the Judicial or the Curriculum Review Committee, has banned a new site to be shown during class. I've shown this new site for five and a half years. The rumor that I heard, I don't know the validity, was during curriculum review, a board member who may have never seen the program expressed concern because of who produced the program. Two days before school started, after five and a half years, I got an email 
that wasn't sent out to everyone in the district that I was no longer allowed to show this program. So I went to curriculum review. I have here right now what is supposed to be the requirements met to show a video from our handbook. One, does it pertain to an educational purpose? Absolutely it does, check. Does it align with the Delaware State standards? It does, I know my standards. I know how to make them apply. Check out the clarifications document that was just released this year. Three, the students apply, synthesize, analyze information, check. Four, does it have a graphic organizer? Yes, I'm actually overachiever. I have a rubric with it. Five, is it over 30 minutes? Because if it is, you need extra permission. It is not. The only thing it needs to be, little contingency, is IRSD approved. I went for a committee. It never talked in my failure to get it approved. It never talked about the resource. It talked about how I taught the resource. <coughs> Come watch me teach this resource. You have banned a resource. Dr. Hattier, last week I heard during the special meeting talk about cancel culture. I think you mentioned it three times. Right now, you're the cancel culture. This is not approved. Why? Watch it. It shows both sides. Our kids have thrived. Mine personally, of all levels. If you come see me teach it, then you can tell me I'm not doing a good job, but I don't think that will happen. Thank you. There's no one else signed up this evening. Is there anyone else that would like to speak in public comment this evening? Seeing or hearing none, new business, 6.01, school choice applications for 2022-2023. Mr. Lewis. Good evening, everyone. If you'd be kind enough to look on your uh, board docs for this evening, you will find a total of 12 school choice applications. We are asking for approval of all 12 of those applications. They have been vetted by the building principal and also by district administration. Is there a motion to accept? So moved. Motion made. Is there a second? Second. Motion made and second. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Lewis. 6.02, American Education Week resolution, November 14th through the 18th. Sir? Yes, thank you. I'd like to read our American Education Week resolution, which will occur November 14th through 18th, 2022. Great public schools, a basic right and our responsibility. Whereas throughout American history, schools have helped democratize our nation, strengthen our communities, and widen opportunities for all people. And whereas by integrating different groups through commonality shared values, schools prepare this nation's diverse population to live harmoniously in a democratic society. And whereas education employees strive continually to serve our children and our communities with dedication, professionalism, and compassion, and whereas for generations our schools have answered the call to cultivate the future leaders of our families, our communities, and our nation, and whereas there is no greater legacy 
than the sound education of our children. Now, therefore, the Board of Education of the Indian River School District hereby proclaims November 14th through 18th, 2022 as American Education Week, signed by myself and the board president. And I would ask uh, that we take action on that resolution tonight. Your motion to approve the resolution. So moved. Motion made. Is there a second? Second. Motion made and second. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. Thank you, Dr. Owens. 6.03, 2022-2023, unit count. Yes, so we will not finalize our unit count until next month. However, I did want to give an update to the board after our September 30th process. Uh, 10,799 students were enrolled in our district as of September 30th. That is an increase of 149 students from last year. That generates 850.52 Division I units, which is also an increase of 20 units when compared to last year. And I can say that our uh, uh, schools that grew the most were our two high schools, uh, certainly continuing to grow. Some of our elementary schools maintained where they were last year and some increased slightly. Uh, certainly answer any questions and we will formalize this with the state <coughs> next month. Further discussion? 6.04, Title IX coordinator, uh, Mrs. Celeste Bunning. Yes, yeah, so 6.04, 6.05, and 6.06 .06 are uh, confirmed annually. That's our Title IX coordinator, 504 coordinator, and ADA coordinator. So I'll name those folks, and uh, I would ask for action for uh, each of those. Uh, you could likely do that collectively. So Title IX coordinator will be Mrs. Celeste Bunting. 504 coordinator will be Dr. Renee Jerns, and our ADA coordinator will be Mr. Joe Booth. Is there a motion to move forward with 6.04, 6.05, and 6.06? Motion made. Is there a second? Second. Motion made and second. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. 6.07, Town of Millsboro Reclaim Water Agreement for Ingram Spawn. Mr. Booth. Good evening. Good evening. Um, on your board doc should be an agreement with the town of Millsboro with regard to reclaim water. The town and our district attorneys have reviewed the final version and bring it to the board for consideration tonight. The town, I believe, have representatives here, but I'm not sure if I saw them. So I'm not sure what happened there. So they might not be here, but the agreement is similar to that that we approved uh, for Sussex Central High School. Um, it is our opinion that the project will be paid by grants and if you have any questions if there's anything that I can answer uh, since they didn't, did not come um, then we ask for a motion uh, for Dr. Owens to sign uh, the agreement uh, that's what we recommend uh, there was a question at buildings and grounds in terms of uh, funding of this project and they will not know until they go through the grants uh, grant process with Dunrec. Uh, but there are provisions in the agreement uh, for the board to say no. Are okay. there any questions? Any questions? Is there a motion to accept the agreement? So moved. Motion made. Is there a second? Second. Motion made and second. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. 
6.08, new Howard Tienis equipment purchase. Again, on your board docs, there'd be a list of equipment needed for the new Ennis school. Uh, the district can purchase these items with construction money and meet the state procurement thresholds. The purchase amount is within the budgeted amount. The committee recommended consideration by the board. We recommend uh, uh, approval tonight. Is there a motion to approve this recommendation? So moved. Motion made. Is there a second? Second. Motion made and second. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. Aye. Those opposed, passes by unanimous vote. 6.09, Millsboro Middle and Sussex Central High School baseball slash softball fencing proposal. Thank you. Again, on your board docs uh, is a quote tally sheet for the backstop and field fencing. The fence at both baseball and softball fields are for participant and fan protection. The fields will be used for Sussex Central high school practice until the new construction is complete. Afterward, it is anticipated that Millsboro Middle will use uh, for practice and games. Recommendation uh, of the tally sheet is to go with Nanticoke Fence at 49,168. Uh, we had three people respond and one um, that chose not to. If there's no questions, they ask for a motion to approve Nanticoke Fence. We didn't do that. Seagull fence was over twice. I spoke with him today. He couldn't understand why he was that much higher. Okay. But he got, he got I will say this, uh, uh, Mr. Layfield, that he got the same uh, bid sheet as, as the other. Uh, it was apples to apples. Okay. So moved. Motion made. Is there a second? Motion made and seconded. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. Uh, 6.10. New Sussex Central High School bid pack B. Yes. Um, there was a presentation made at the Buildings and Grounds Committee on bid pack B with regards to value engineering and alternate options. Uh, the construction team is here tonight to explain the different avenues the district can take to keep the project on schedule and within budget. Uh, the team would like uh, for the board to consider uh, taking action uh, on this. So with that, um, Brad Cowan's here and can present. And I believe you have documents on your, on your uh, board docs as well. No, that's fine. I can do that. Good evening. Good evening. Good to see everyone. Um, as you know, we've uh, awarded bid pack A. We're moving with that, and now we're, we're, we're uh, heading into bid package B, which is actually going on our website for bidding tomorrow morning. And the pre-bid is November the 1st here. Um, and bids will be due on the 29th of November, and they'll be received here. The reason for that date is that gives the bidders what we feel is an adequate amount of time to bid the projects, four to five weeks, which a project of this size, this magnitude, they really do need that amount of time. Our goal is to present those uh, bids and our recommendation to the Building and Grounds Committee, I believe it's the 12th of December. And then the following week is the board meeting on the 19th of December. 
So that, I just want to lay out that timeline of what we're, what we're shooting for. So right now we're on target with that. And then taking a step backwards a bit, um, we talked to the Building and Grounds Committee two weeks ago about a series of alternates that we recommended to have within the package. Nothing has take, been taken off the drawing. The drawings are still a full set of drawings. However, what we would like to do and what we have recommended along with Carl, the architectural team, is to identify cost of specific items within that bid package. So we will have a base bid and then there'll be items that you can add back in depending on how much money we have left over and what you decide you want to have in the project. So it really gives you a menu of items for the project. And it, nothing will be awarded until the recommendation comes from the building and grounds and the board. So it's totally your decision on the alternates depending on how much money is left over after the base bid. It's our responsibility to make sure that that budget stays intact. And with the market that's really has gone crazy over the past couple of years, we don't see it turning around anytime soon. So what we needed to do was to make some large alternates. Remember we had the science wing early on. We have a series of finishes that are alternates. We've also identified the gymnasium as an alternate. Now you may say, oh my God, we've lost the gym. You haven't. The gym is in there. It's on the drawings. It's identified as an alternate. So the cost of that gym will be identified in each individual bid form. There's a couple of reasons behind that, and that is, first of all and foremost, is to safeguard the budget. We want to make sure that on bid day that we're on budget because to rebid the project would be disastrous in our opinion because you would lose time, we would probably get pushed into the next school year, and that's a conversation that we really don't want to have. So it's our, our recommendation to, to accept. There's a lot of alternates here, and I'll be happy to explain any of them if you want me to. But the biggest one, I think the one that you're, you're most interested in, is the gym. I, I do want to say that it's not out of the project. We're just identifying the cost associated with the construction of that piece of the building. And then as we receive the bids, take all the numbers, we'll have a spreadsheet, and we can go through, and as a building and grounds committee and the board, we can decide together on what alternates make the most sense and put it back in the project. The third piece of that is market pressure money from the state. With identifying some large pieces of the building, uh, we can then go back to the state if we have, if we have some financial difficulties in affording um, some of the larger alternates, go back to the state and talk to them about that. There is money there. The problem with Indian River is that you have a local match. I believe it's 60, 40, 60 state, 40, mm -hmm local match, which is difficult. Um, you know, we're able to do some of it with monies left over from Ennis, which is fortunate, so we put that back in. But uh, that, that also gives us a little bit of leverage to go back to them and say, listen, we can't afford this, or we can't afford that, that part of the building, and we need to have more money. And truly, you're entitled to it. They sort of, sort of shortchanged me on the beginning of this project, as, as all of you know. But what we want to do is make sure that that base bid stays intact, and have all add alternates that put things back into the project. So we have everything on the street right now. Everything that you see on these pages is identified as alternates. If there's any that you say, Brad, this is just not acceptable, we'll be happy to take them out of the project. But what we have right now is what we feel through the Building and Grounds Committee, the architectural and design team, we feel these are um, good alternates and we highly recommend that we move forward with these that are, that are listed here. I'll be happy to answer any questions. 
there any question from the board? I think it's important <clears throat> to remind the, the public that the, the project that is, is going forward and what you're asking to bid is in line with what has with what has passed at the referendum. Correct. Just costs. Costs mm -hmm. have gone through the roof. As, yep. a, as a result, things such as the science wing and the gymnasium, the two big ones off the top of my head, can't be included unless the bids come in favor, favorable or more monies are, brought, are come up with. Correct, correct. Just a reminder to, I think, keep the public aware of where this project is is, is going in the monies. Because we could get to a point where we're building, the state could say no to any extra money. They could. Yeah. I think the, the strategy, I don't think, I know, the strategy is to move forward and to, and to take that to the, to the state. Mm -hmm. uh, if you look at it in terms of if we give them an estimate and say, here's our estimate, they say, well, you really haven't any, you don't have bids, you don't have anything, we're not going to give you any more money. Mm -hmm. But if sure. you shovel in the ground, you're pouring foundations, and you say, listen, we're underway. Do you want to stop us? Yeah. That really gives you a lot of leverage to get what you deserve. Mm -hmm. Like I said, nothing is, that has not been taken out of the project. It's just been identified as an alternate for the cost of that particular item, along with a number of other things. Okay, if I'm not mistaken, when we originally built all, or bid all this out and went to the public many years ago, um, we had sufficient money in the budget to cover virtually all of this, correct? Correct. Okay, and the reason that we're having an issue now has nothing to do with our poor planning, except for the fact that we didn't recognize a pandemic was coming. Correct. Okay, so right now it is going to be up to the state to basically make up the difference considering the extremely large surplus that they're sitting on at this time, correct? Correct. Okay. And the current school that we're building across the street, we've not gone over budget with, have we? Nope. No, you're well under budget. Hopefully that's an example that uh, the state will appreciate. Yeah, you know, it's uh, the market. You just don't know what's going to come around the corner. Uh, if it's not pricing, it's material deliveries. We have, we have components in the building across the street that have been on order for a year. We still don't have them. They're not major items, but they're, you know, it's just very unusual. So, but it's our job to make sure that we come in on budget and we can move forward. Any more questions or discussion? Is there a motion to approve uh, bid pack B? So moved. Second. Motion made and seconded. Is there any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. Thank you, Mr. Cow. Okay, thank you. <clears throat> 6.11, Sussex Central High School Pavilion move request. Mr. Booth. Uh, pavilion, yes. Um, the pavilion near the baseball field um, at Sussex Central High School was completed as an Eagle project. 
Its location is in an area where the new school addition will be built, um, particularly the pond will be enlarged. The school has suggested to move it uh, over uh, toward the north end of the property near the new baseball field that we just discussed. Um, local scoutmasters are interested in donating time to do the work and, and that is required, which is, includes dismantling and setting it back up. Uh, we discussed it at Buildings and Grounds. There was a recommendation to bring that to the board and the recommendation is to approve the relocation of that pavilion. My memory serves me correct. I think that's local. Mark, Matt Skidmore, I think. Was it was Skidmore, yes. Yep. <clears throat> Is there any questions with the moving this pavilion? Is there a motion to approve? So moved. Second. Motion made. Is there a second? Second. Motion made and second. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. 6.12. New Sussex Central High School Board notification of change order approval. Thank you, Mr. President. Um, again, on your board docs is a change order uh, to the ABHA BSA contract for $34,765.05. Uh, due to the civil engineer's uh, increased work uh, on the water system uh, by Artesian, and the multiple uh, designs uh, that the fire marshal uh, requested in, and also included in this uh, change order was the addition of several intersection evaluations required by DelDOT. Uh, and that's what um, started this change order. Uh, the change order uh, was approved and per board policy, the limit requires board notification it should be noted in tonight's minutes, if there are no questions, just ask for the board to accept the notification um, of that change order. There's no action, it's just this discussion here this evening. It just needs to be included in the minutes, sir. <clears throat> Thank you, any questions? Any further discussion with this? Thank you, Mr. Booth. Right. 6.13, Sussex Central High School wrestling uniforms. Yes, within your board docs are the proposed wrestling singlets that were presented during our finance committee, and I can tell you that they do meet the parameters of our policy associated with uniforms. Is there a motion to approve the wrestling uniform? Just so. a question. We had said that, and I'm not sure if Dr. Lee is here, and Dr. You may remember this. About instead of having the Sussex County flag that we had the U.S. flag on the there. US flag. Mm -hmm. Did we get that? Yes, we, uh, we have a set of singlets now that have a U.S. flag. We have a set of singlets that was approved the last time they were up with the Delaware flag. They were asking that this set of singlets have the Sussex County flag, so they'd have a set of singlets that had all three, particularly when they go away to tournaments, uh, whether that be upstate or out of state. Like if they go out of state, typically they would wear the, the ones with the Delaware flag to represent Delaware. I'm thinking the Beast of the East, which is one of the largest uh, in the nation, is held in Newcastle County. Um, it's something that the coach wanted to do to have all three flags represented. Um, wrestling is a little different than, say, a soccer uniform, basketball, or football, where the wear and tear of the uniform, they go away. A lot of times wrestling singlets can stick around for several years when they're in the rotation uh, because they're only worn you know, six minutes at a time at most. 
So for clarity, these, this set of uniforms includes the Sussex County flag? Yes, down on the leg, the Sussex, uh, <clears throat> the Sussex alternate, County flag. The other uniforms that they'll be rotating through include one, the American flag, and then the Delaware flag on separate ones. Correct. So we've, we've covered our bases. Does that answer your question, Ray? I don't have an issue with it. Okay. Oh. I mean, that's just me. Yeah. If you guys are good, then. There was a discussion because we There, there was a discussion initially. I kind of like your logic. Um, I think it's good. Okay. Thank you. Any further discussion with the wrestling uniforms? Yeah, one quick question. Is Sussex County one of the few counties nationwide that has its own flag? Because I've never seen that anyplace else I've ever lived. I've never seen a county that had its own flag. Can okay, answer, good. I'm not the only one that, that doesn't question, know. I feel no. better now. All right. Okay, is there a motion to approve Sussex Central High School wrestling uniforms? Yep. Motion made. Is there a second? Second. Motion made and seconded. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. 6.14, Millsboro Middle School competition cheering squad proposal? Yes, the proposal is uh, listed within your board docs. I do know Mr. Brazier is here if there's any questions, but uh, as you can read, they are looking to assemble a cheer team to compete versus fellow middle schools at the local and regional competitions. This team will be in excess of their uh, normal winter cheer squad. The winter cheer squad will cheer at home, sporting events as usual. Uh, the competition cheer squad, squad will only compete in weekend competitions. And as noted here, you can see uh, some of the pricing associated with the team and uh, their AD's closing remarks. This was presented at the Finance Committee as well. All right, I think one of the things that came up with this one, though, was letting the parents uh, provide some of the transportation. Did we work that out, like to just use our vans? Mr. Brazier, I, I see you back there pointing. I believe we were looking to provide our own transportation. Because I think the word liability came up. Well, I believe that's against policy also. I think so, too. Our plan was to provide transportation ourselves from our school, from our school. moving forward. Like you said, the liability. Okay, so the parents, we're in this, care. what we're looking at here on, on uh, in, in the proposal that we have does still have the word or parents, but okay. in yellow. So you're saying strike that. Strike that, yeah. Okay. I think that was about the only real objection that we had at the time. Okay. Thank you, Mr. Frazier. Yep. I had the same feeling you did too, Chief. Okay, is there a motion to approve? The so moved. Motion made, is there a second? Second. Motion made and second. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. 6.15, athletic and non-athletic, EPER. Good evening. We're asking the board to consider and vote on um, revised athletic and non-athletic EPER schedules. These have not been significantly changed since 2014. Um, we've done revisions. We discussed them at the Finance Committee meeting, so we're bringing them to the board tonight for action. I would like to thank um, Celeste for even bringing this up because I know it had not come up in many, many years, and actually she came up with the thought that we needed to do something with this. So her and Tammy have been working on this for quite a while. It originally came up several months ago. 
I'm not saying that this is the final form we need to go with, but certainly the thought process is excellent. Okay. We discussed the cost a little bit earlier, yep. the total cost of this. Is there a motion to approve can, can the athletic just, and non-athletic keeper? Can you just share uh, how much we'll be paying out extra in salaries for the year? Yes. Yes. I shouldn't say salaries. I should say the keeper. extra keeper pay. Right. So the comparison I did, <clears throat> excuse me, was base salary to base salary from the previous scale to the current scale. So we're looking at apples to apples. For the athletic EPR, the increase is approximately $225,000. And for non-athletic EPR, it is approximately $310,000. So $535,000 total. Okay. And that's additional? Correct. And this would be annual? Correct. Okay. I think the only other proposal that we had heard about was to potentially phase it in as opposed to, you know, doing it all in one lump. All righty. I know a lot of these people put in an incredible amount of time. I know from a band perspective, my kids never played a lot of sports. Uh, my kids, however, were active in band and chorus, and I know the teachers involved in that put in countless extra hours, uh, which back when my kids were in were not really properly compensated for. So certainly I support what you're doing, um, and if the board wants to do it the way it is now and just get her done, as our friend Larry says, then I would make a motion we support it as is. I agree. It's a it's a big it's a big effort by those that are. Uh, and it's a big effort to do what you guys did. Okay. With the teachers doing that much extra in addition to the regular role. Yeah. So there's a motion to approve. Is there a second? Second. Motion made and seconded. Any further discussion on the athletic and non-athletic keeper? Motion made and seconded. All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed. Abstain. Mr. Troublefield, will you please pull the board? Mr. Cathal? Yes. Mr. Collins? Yes. Mr. Fritz? Yes. Dr. Hattier? Yes. Mr. Layfield? Yes. Ms. Moses? I'm going to abstain this time. Mr. Peden? Abstain. Mrs. Pryor? Abstain. Dr. Statler? No. Mrs. Wright? Yes. Six yes, one no, and three abstentions. Passes by majority vote. 6.16, constable salary scale. We are bringing this to the board this evening, um, asking the board to take action on a proposed um, revised constable salary scale. We discussed this at finance as well. Um, when we, when the district first started constables 10 years ago, we were the first district to do so. Now, um, pretty much every district's doing it, particularly districts surrounding us. It's becoming much more competitive, and we would like to remain competitive and be able to keep our constables and attract um, additional constables from other districts. So we're asking the board to take action on this proposal. 
I think it's important to note because on our committees we discuss this a lot, okay, but it doesn't always make it out to the public that we are actually losing a lot of our constables at this point to headhunting by the other districts. And the pool is very, very small. We've got the, the most experienced constable force uh, in the state of Delaware. We have been the leader since the beginning. We were the first ones. And I think that the new salary numbers represent um, a reasonable attempt to retain our individuals given what could happen and given the possibility that there just is a very small, small pool um, of applicants who could fill this. All of us I know are very concerned about security um, of our buildings. Um, you know, the, the thing that happened today indicates even more the need for something like this, and I certainly um, think it's a good idea to go with the proposal uh, that has been presented to us. It doesn't make us the most expensive, but it does take us away from being one of the least expensive in terms of reimbursement. Okay. I think there's value in retaining what we have, and right now we seem Look, to be losing anybody what we who have. in this building who is an employer knows what the cost is in training, and you know keeping people. It's cheaper to keep them, especially if they're good people. And listening to you folks in law enforcement who know these folks much better than I do. I don't know these people as well as you guys do. We have an excellent, dedicated force, and it is to our advantage to retain those people as much as we can. Yes, sir. Okay. Can you? There's a motion. Can you share? Motion. Yes, sir. Can you share the increase in estimated salaries to be paid out? Yes. So the previous scale went to step seven. This scale, the new scale, goes to step fifteen. So um, increasing the steps for those that were above seven and comparing the salaries, the increase on salaries alone is about one hundred twelve thousand dollars. <coughs> And some of this increase will be covered um, by the state safety and security grant. And again, to point out to the public, this will be the first time that the state, with its financial information, has allowed us to spend some of that money on personnel, correct me if I'm wrong, correct. as opposed to simply hardware fixes. Up to now, all of that money has been essentially uh, dedicated only to hardware uh, of various types, it's a generic term, um, versus now we do get some personnel within. We can hope that the state recognizes the importance of what we're doing and will decide in the future to fund even more and get us, this I'm speaking now for every school in the state of Delaware, get us the personnel and the money we need to make this successful. Is there a motion to approve? Is there a second? Second. Motion made and seconded. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. 6.17-2022-2023, Superintendent Strategic Plan. Dr. Owens. Thank you, Mr. Layfield. Uh, listed within board docs is my 22-23 strategic plan. Uh, as you'll see, I have uh, listed plans under four uh, pillars, leadership for purpose and, and improvement, leadership for self and others, leadership for student success, and leadership for the learning community. Uh, this year, I also included, as part of each one of these pillars, our uh, elements that are also associated with the draft strategic plan that we're hoping to finalize uh, very soon for our district. So I, I believe that my plan is very well aligned to the district strategic plan, which should uh, help to propel our district over the course of this year and beyond um, so I have this listed for discussion 
an action. I don't necessarily need you to take action on it. In fact, I'd say uh, let's leave it as a discussion item as you uh, review this or think things need to be adjusted or added to it. We can come back at any point and modify the plan. So I do think it should be a fluid document. So um, don't necessarily need action on that. And again, if there's updates or changes that you'd like to see made, happy to do that. Dr. Ernst, can I ask you to pull this from the uh, agenda this evening and send it out in the email form to everybody so we'll more readily accessible? Absolutely. <clears throat> Any further discussion by the board on this? I think it's appropriate to send it by email. That way we can review it for action mm -hmm. in a future board meeting. Sure. Thank you, sir. 6.18, fall 2022 student activity funding requests. Yes, to refresh your memory, um, from the 2017 referendum, there's one cent of the tax collection set aside for our student activities. Um, last Monday, we met um, to go over the requests from the groups. We typically, in a normal year, will meet twice a year um, for requests from the various groups. Monday night, we had nine groups present to us for various costs, um, travel, supplies, equipment. Um, and the total was $44,484. Um, so we're looking for board approval to fund those requests. Is there a motion to approve? So moved. Motion second. made. Is there a second? second? Motion made and seconded. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. Thank you. Thank you. Old business, 7.01. Major capital planning. Yes, thank you. So uh, I do appreciate the board's discussion and consideration for bid pack B that occurred earlier this evening. Uh, bid solicitation will go out or is out in my marketplace with the state. And as uh, Mr. Cowan indicated, they'll begin advertising for that uh, tomorrow morning. There will be a pre-bid meeting, as he indicated, on November 1st at 3 p.m. at Sussex Central. And bids are scheduled to be opened uh, on the 29th at Sussex Central at 3 p.m. DENRAC held a, the required pre-construction meeting on Friday with site construction contractors, Corrado Construction. The first requirement is the stormwater management that includes uh, increasing the pond size in front of the building and demolition of existing facilities like the ag building at the end of our ball fields. There, and I would like to note there is a groundbreaking ceremony that we have scheduled for November 3rd at 3 p.m. here on site. And happy to answer any questions of the board. I know uh, Brad is here and, and Carl, if there's any more specific questions. Any further discussion on major capital planning or questions? <clears throat> Hearing none. Thank you, Mr. Owens. 7.02, Howard T. Ennis. Yes, thank you. Ennis is moving towards substantial completion by the end of the month. I was able to tour the building last week, and although there is still work to be done, uh, I was assured that we would make our deadline to be able to move students in on January 3rd. So a lot of progress has been made, and I, I did appreciate that tour, and I'm, I'm looking forward to continued progress. Landscaping is being installed, and parking lots and roads should have their base pavement installed very soon. Sidewalks are nearing completion, and we're waiting on the metal siding and coping. Drop ceiling tiles, final, final paint coat, and parking lot lights will be occurring very soon. The pool was expected to be uh, the last to be installed, which to my understanding is the process. So pouring of the pool will be done uh, within the next couple weeks. And currently final inspection and approvals 
for our trade areas are ongoing. Any questions with Howard Tianis? Any further discussion with Howard Tianis? Hearing none. 7.03, GW Carver consent update. A few, a few quick updates. Um, Dr. Wren, who's appointed to oversee the implementation of the consent order by the court, visited the majority of the former Carver students on October 13th um, as she visited schools across the district. We had a really successful day. Um, the district held the first equity steering committee for the new school year on October 13th as well. The community advisory board developed a letter outlining concerns to you guys with consent order implementation that was shared with you guys prior to our special board meeting on October 19, 2022. And the next official report to the court by Dr. Wren will be November 4th, 2022. And that will be on our progress of the consent order implementation. Any questions for me? Thank you. Committee reports, 6.01, building and grounds. Fritz? Okay, so a lot of the items that uh, were discussed at the committee uh, have been discussed this evening already. Just to hit highlights, the meeting was October the 10th. Uh, on Howard Tianis, as Dr. Owens has already said, we're still on track for a January 3rd opening. Uh, there's no change orders this month, and we've already voted and passed the equipment purchase for the Ennis uh, building as well. Uh, as also discussed, the Due Sussex Central High School uh, summary and architect report was discussed uh, with site to begin uh, site work to begin October 17th by Corrado Construction. Groundbreaking, groundbreaking ceremony to be planned, uh, which since then has been set for November the 3rd at 3 p.m. Uh, change order notification that too was already discussed and passed this evening, and that is due to uh, increased civil engineering work for artesian water for the central water system. <coughs> Buildings and Ground Support Center, the dashboard synopsis was presented by Mr. Booth. Uh, that's in relation to all open and closed work orders in progress. Uh, the HVAC CARES eSurf cooling tower replacement. Uh, there's a pre-construction meeting that's been set up and uh, uh, the majority of the major, excuse me, uh, pre-construction meeting with John Dunbar now that we've seen the majority of the major submittals and lead times. Uh, Long Neck drainage at Long Neck Elementary. Davis, Bowen, and Fridell are working on the CDs for the one basin conversation. Intent is to begin letter uh, to begin bid solicitations the week of October the 17th. We've already discussed and passed the Town of Millsboro agreement uh, for Ingram's Pond, East Millsboro. Uh, we have two quotes to close in a building in the back of East Millsboro. The purpose is for the building to be used for storage. Recommendation was to accept the proposal by Delmarva Construction Services. The committee advised to move forward with Delmarva Construction Services proposal. Also, the recently purchased uh, building next to East Millsboro, uh, quotes will begin uh, to be obtained to demolish the structure. The baseball and softball fencing uh, for Millsboro Middle, Sussex Central High School was discussed, and that too was uh, brought this evening and discussed and passed. And the, move, the request to move the pavilion was also discussed at Buildings and Grounds, brought this evening to, uh, to be discussed, and it too passed. Thank you. Any questions with Building and Grounds? 
Thank you, Mr. Fritz. 8.02, comprehensive school safety. Mr. Cathell. Thank you, Mr. Layfield. A couple updates. So October 12th, uh, John M. Clayton completed their manda uh, mandated tabletop exercises, and on October 14th, Sussex Central High School completed theirs. Um, also on October 14th, the constables attended the standard re reunification method uh, exercise hosted by Sussex Technical High School. The objectives of this exercise are to establish incident command as a reunification site, assign roles, set up the location according to the standard reunification method, and appropriately reunify students with parents and uh, guardians, and then demobilize. And that's all we have from Comprehensive School Safety. Thank you. Any questions for Mr. Caffel? Appreciate your work, sir. 8.03, finance. Doc? Thank you, sir. Um, a lot of things have been already covered. Uh, Mrs. Bunting did present the results of the authorized positions audit report in which there were no findings against the district, no questions or concerns. Um, the other thing that did come up was, uh, again, a lot of this has already been covered. We've all been through the uh, status of the Ocean View SRO negotiation, which there were non-meetings of the minds is the best way to put it. For the public, the building will be covered um, at all times. We do have uh, part-time constables going in there. And again, a lot of the work we're doing now is to get a hold of extra constables to be able to uh, fulfill our obligations to all the buildings. Anybody who's a former police officer wants to join us, please call. We have immediate openings, okay? Um, we also discussed a lead constable job description, which uh, again has been discussed several times. I think that one's going to have to wait a little while, though, given our, our financial realities and the fact that our actual constables should be coming first. But at some point, this is something that, you know, will more than likely have to be considered. We're growing too much. We're the largest district. But for the moment, that one's on hold. And Tammy, since you get this a whole lot better than me, explain the ESER 2 and 3 reports. <laughs> I'll plead I need help, okay? Can you be more specific? <laughs> I'm sorry? Can you be more specific? Well, we, okay, Dr. Owens reviewed it. Uh, Mrs. Wright raised questions about the Easter 2 and 3 available funds. She requested that the funding of these grants be brought before the committee again. Discussion was held regarding current projects being funded with the grants. And Mr. Fritz requested a yearly report regarding positions with the Easter funds. Yes, so SRF 1 was spent, fully spent out and expired on September 30th of this okay. year. SF2 is available until September 30th, 2023. So we currently have $1.9 million encumbered and $753,000 available. SF3 um, expires September 30th, 2024. We have $3.8 million encumbered and $17.6 million available. Um, that balance is higher because it's accounting for future summer school and um, learning loss objectives. Um, but I do have a reconciliation that we've been working on. Unfortunately, the way the accounting system is, it's a manual process in pulling all of the transactions to put them in the categories that the grant um, defined versus the accounting system. Um, so I will be bringing that to the board so you can see the um, detailed expenditures um, and what we've used it for. Yeah, especially what we're going to spend it on. Yes. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay, that was the committee report. Thank you much, Lee. <clears throat> Thanks, Doc. 8.04, curriculum. Dr. Statler. Thank you. Uh, we had a couple of presentations at our curriculum committee meeting as uh, a follow-up to the recent middle school social studies teacher request 
to use CNN 10 for classroom instruction. The Department of Instruction is going to work with teacher representatives to develop guidelines on choosing age-appropriate current event resources and aligning their uh, use to grade level standards. Um, and I do want to say Mr. Clausen did a very robust and engaging presentation at our uh, curriculum committee meeting. We absolutely appreciate uh, his passion about the subject. At this time, only the 11th uh, grade standards call for content connection to current events. However, um, after a lot of discussion and consideration, DOI understands the value in helping students connect learning to the world around them when appropriate. Uh, and as such, Dr. Jerns is planning to convene a committee to work on this so that we can uh, put more of these resources in the classroom uh, for our students. We hope to begin this in November. Our second presentation at the committee meeting uh, was University of Delaware and the Delaware Inland Bays, which I think uh, also included the Delaware Sea Grant Group. Uh, they are working to deliver K-12 STEM programming related to oyster and mussel harvesting. Additionally, uh, both of our high schools are in the initial stages of adding aquaculture to their CTE pathways. And we look uh, to use this partnership for work-based learning and really internship opportunities for our students. So we had a, a good discussion about that as well. The special education updates were focused on the programming for special education week, which we all know is this week, and our theme is celebrating our abilities. Thank you. Thank you, ma'am. Dr. Stadler? Yes. Would I be allowed to make a comment at this point? Thank you very much. Okay, first off, um, Mr. Clausen is, is very um, eloquent in his desires. He did point out that if this came from one board member, which that would be me, just so everybody knows it. However, if there's anything I've been fielding complaints about for the last four or five years, it has been CNN 10. Now, Mr. Clausen did send me several links to watch, which were quite content neutral as far as CNN is concerned. This stuff is all over YouTube, and in order to be fair to him, I've been making an effort to watch a few of them whenever I can. However, it's not something I can dedicate an entire couple days to, so I gotta catch it when I can. My concern here is because of my constituents. I know Dr. Owens has taken complaints on this, as have others. Um, this is not just one person doing something here. I am certainly the most prominent, okay? But CNN does raise a lot of hackles. So if we're talking cancel culture, cancel culture usually is when you say one thing and that's it, you're done, you're gone. CNN has been broadcasting left-wing, biased, um, selective news ever since it's been around. So that's not cancel culture. That's simply dealing with the reality of what CNN is. And if they, by accident or purpose, do produce something that's content neutral, which so far, in his defense, what I've seen on CNN 10 has been relatively neutral, okay, that would be a change from what I'm aware of from the last three to five years that I've been fielding complaints, okay? Now, I would also ask that if we do this aquaculture thing, which I think is a fabulous idea, you guys know I love Ingram's Pond, okay, but kind of let maybe Kim Kleinstuber know some of this too, so she's included in the discussions as Absolutely. well. I would ask that, because I, I, I asked her the other day if she was even aware of it, um, and she was not, okay, and even when it comes to the water uh, line coming out to Ingram's Pond, she really isn't aware of that either, and in fairness to Joe, we don't have any specifics of where they're gonna put the water once they do get it out there, and that's something we have to keep an eye at. So, sorry to interrupt your excellent report, but I, this is just a good opportunity to comment. And I'm sorry Mr. Clausen isn't here to hear this. 
okay, or the reporter either. Thank you, Doc. Thank you, yeah. ma'am. <clears throat> 8.5 DSBA Board of Directors. We do not have a meeting. Okay, thank you. 8.06 DSBA Legislative Committee. Thanks, Doc. It was a very robust meeting that we held. To say the least. October the 5th. I, this is one, this is a meeting you have to pay attention at. Yes, um, you do. But what, what I saw from my first attendance of this meeting, uh, the same problems we have and the concerns that we have on this board with the state is echoed throughout the state. Mm -hmm. It was so uh, eerily similar mm -hmm. to the same arguments and discussions that we have. Some of the priorities are looking at uh, making a legislative issue this year. There's seven and then a little bit of a general. So I'll just give you a uh, 7,000 foot view is a state student based unit funding system. They want to look into that. Number two, school safety and security and funding for such. Uh -huh. uh, that, again, that went into the, not only what we're seeing with the constables, but lead constables and almost like a public safety unit within the, within the uh, yeah, school district. providing the money, sorry to interrupt, but it's providing the money for all the upgrades and hardware upgrades that we need. Twofold, not only people, exactly. but property. Um, mental and behavior health services, adequate state funding, pre-kindergarten support, local district authority to be able to make decisions that uh, cater to us. And also, oddly enough, uh, SAT testing is the sole measure of student and school-based performances. How we discuss that and how we look nationally compared to others because of the limited number of states that actually use that. So those are the exact same discussions that we're talking mm -hmm. here to make it a legislative priority. Some of the other general issues they talked about is uh, support efforts to address the teacher and staffing shortages throughout the state, uh, efforts and legislation that champion educators as an honorable and worthy, worthwhile profession, and uh, seek to restore the 26 million education budgetary give back that we give back to the governor each year. So the complaints that we've been talking here as a board throughout the last few meetings, on point with what other districts are saying, and Mr. Marinucci runs a runs a, a well-informed meeting, and I hope to be able to update you again. I think our next meeting is, uh, hold me to it here, February 1st, so I'm looking forward to it, but it looks like it's a, a robust agenda to be able to present back. Any questions with any of that? I just thought those priorities were right on point with some of the concerns and questions that we have here as a board. Uh, circling back, uh, 8.7 Special Education Task Force. Thank you. Uh, congratulations again to all of our ambassadors honored tonight. We have a lot of activity, activities happening in our buildings this week, again centered around our theme of celebrating our abilities. A special thank you to our coordinators who helped put together the student posters in each building, bulletin boards, digital media. Um, we had a lot of really creative submissions. We had students that wrote poetry around our theme and just a lot of good energy and excitement. So thank you to everybody who helped to make that happen. Um, and then we're planning to showcase some of this work throughout the school year. Uh, we're trying to find ways to do that because we think that it really promotes that positive message. So look for um, some more displays as the school year continues. Thank you. Thank you, ma'am. 8.08, policy. Chief. Good evening. Uh, thank you for all those that could attend, and uh, thank you, Dr. Owens, for being able to run that meeting for me. Um, following the conclusion of that meeting, we are again bringing two policies for a second reading in action tonight. 
That would be uh, BBB school board election and uh, DA written code of standards of conduct. Uh, there was no changes to these since the last since they were last presented, and I would make a motion to approve both as presented. Motion made. Is there a second? Second. Second. Motion made and seconded. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. Thank you. 8.09, IREA rep. Good evening, sir. Good evening. Jason Pilgrim, IREA secretary. Um, just wanted to first off, November 15th, we have a tentative date for our next school board meet and greet at the Indian River Senior Center in Millsboro. We're looking at times of 5.30 to 7 o'clock that evening. And on behalf of IREA, we would love to see each of you there. Um, back on uh, the past couple months, we noticed there was an issue on our school calendar when it came to professional development days and the two half days that special ed case managers have. And when IREA realized that, they brought it up to Judy Brittingham and the cabinet, and they were able to problem solve that. So we want to thank uh, Judy Brittingham for recognizing the need that IEP case managers have for time to work on their IEPs and to help us out with the recent district PD day. There was a time where they were like, okay, you just get the couple hours left in the afternoon. And we were like, well, that's not a true half day. So they were able to fix that and adjust that time so that our case managers could travel and still have a half day to work on their IEPs. So we do appreciate that as well. Speaking of IEPs, we also wanted to thank the special ed ambassadors. We saw a lot of our coworkers up here and we're proud of each and every one of them and the contributions that they make to that population each and every school day. Uh, we also want to thank Celeste and all her staff for consistent job postings and transparencies with any clarifications when they're needed. Um, the system that she has now about posting jobs internally and externally is definitely better and most efficient than the district has ever used in the past, so we're appreciative of that. Tonight, uh, you had a chance to vote on the EPR increase for the athletic and non-athletic positions, and we definitely want to thank those board members who recognize the extra effort that our employees put in and voted to support that EPR increase. Um, and we're hoping along the way that this may be something that comes up before you guys a little bit more frequently so that you guys can see the extra work that our, our staff members do actually put in on a yearly and annual basis. Um, so again, we'd love to see you on November 15th. Thank you so much. Thank you, sir. 9.01, superintendent's report, monthly activities. Yes, <clears throat> within your board docs are my monthly activities. You'll see that this has been a, a very busy month. I would like to highlight uh, our homecoming weeks that occurred at our two high schools, and I was able to attend uh, both homecoming games and judge some floats, which was very exciting. And, and I want to thank uh, Dr. Layfield and Mr. Williams for and their team for all their hard work that they put into to that week. And uh, certainly uh, uh, a lot of spirit and in both of our schools. So uh, definitely a highlight for this past month. Thank you, sir. 9.02, district calendar change? Yes, one district calendar change this month, a change Philip Shaw Fall Festival on October 22nd to a date to be determined this spring. And we would need action for that. Is there a motion? So moved. Motion made. Is there a second? Second. Motion made and second. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. 
Financial reports, 10.01. Is there a motion to approve the financial summaries for the month ending September the 30th? So moved. Motion made. Is there a second? Second. Motion made and second. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. Ma'am? Yes, um, part one, the financial summaries are on board docs. They are as of September 30th, 2022. So we are 25% of the way through the fiscal year. Um, those reports are updated with the preliminary budget that the board approved at the September meeting. Um, so we so far have received 40% of total budgeted revenue, 29% of budgeted discretionary revenue, and 17% of budgeted local tax revenue. We continue to receive 0% on our interest rate, so we received $0 in September. We've spent 15% of total budgeted expenses, 30% of total discretionary expenses, and 29% of budgeted tuition-funded classroom expenses. And Howard TNS has spent 27% of their budget. Thank you. 10.02 <coughs> detailed information on the month ending September 30th. Yes. Um, for the detailed activity, our student activity funding balance is approximately 355000 um, as I stated earlier, SRF 1 was spent out fully. SRF 2, we have 753000 remaining in SRF 3, $17.6 million remaining. We have $21 million in federal funds available and are holding approximately $1.1 million in student activity and donation accounts. Is there a motion to approve? So moved. Motion made. Is there a second? Second. second. Motion made and second. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. Aye. Those opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. Uh, 10.03 major capital improvements for the month ending September 30th? Yes. Um, we have not yet received our final allocations for the new Sussex Central High School, though I expect them within the next couple of weeks. Um, but for September, we spent $308,000 in major cap funds. Thank you. Is there a motion to approve? So moved. Motion made. Is there a second? Second. Motion made and seconded. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. Aye. Those opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. 10.04, minor capital improvements for the month ending September 30th. Yes, for minor cap, we've spent approximately $2.8 million in the 22 and 21 funds and have a balance of approximately $464,000 remaining. With the October tax collections, we have enough to make our local match for minor cap, so we'll be processing the transfer this week and notifying DOE so we can get our 2023 state funds. Thank you, ma'am. Is there a motion to accept? So moved. Second. Motion made and second to approve the minor capital improvements. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. Thank you. Thank you, ma'am. 11.01, .01, field trip request. Dr. Owens? Yes, thank you. We have seven requests coming before the board this evening. The first five are uh, our Sussex Central Wrestling Team. Uh, the first one is uh, December 2nd through 3rd to Owings Mills, Maryland. The second is an overnight trip to um, Bel Air, Maryland, December 9th and 10th. The third is overnight trip to Newark, 16th and 18th of December. The fourth, an overnight trip by the wrestling team to Berlin, Maryland on December 13th and 14th. And the final is an overnight trip by the wrestling team again, Middletown, Delaware, January 20th and 21st. Number six is an overnight trip by Indian River High School's band on March 30th through April 2nd to Orlando, Florida. And the final request is an overnight trip by the Sussex Central baseball team for March 15th through the 19th to Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. And those would require board action. So moved. 
Motion made. Is there a second? Second. second. Motion made and seconded. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. 11.02, use of facility requests. Yes, the first use of facility request is for the Sussex Central Gymnasium on Sunday, October 30th uh, to July 31st, uh, for on Sundays, all Sundays, through July 31st from 3.30 to 5.30 by the Southside Mavericks baseball team. The second is the use of Indian River High School's athletic fields each Sunday from October 30th through August 22nd, 8 to noon by Top Tier Athletics, LLC. The third is the use of Sussex Central's gymnasium January 8th by the Delaware State Police Camp Barnes program. The fourth is the use of the John M. Clayton Gymnasium on several dates in December, January, and February from 3.45 to 5.30 in the evening by Lighthouse Christian School. And each of those does the board action. Question? Yes. On the use of the IR field from August 30 to August 27th, that's like almost a year. Are they going to use it the whole time, or what's the deal? Just for clarity. It's just it, that that is just on Sundays. Okay. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Each Sunday. I just had a question on the Sussex Central gym used by a baseball team. Yes. Is there a batting cage, or are they just? practicing openly in the gym. The only concern I have, free baseballs slamming into score clocks and damages. I was in there the other day when they were in there and I didn't hear them batting. I was on the other side, but Dr. Layfield, if you could give us some clarity, please. I don't believe that's their intent, but if it is, we do have batting cages that our own baseball and softball team uh, begin using around about late January or February in preparation for the season. So if that's their intent, that they would be in the batting cage where it is, you know, more controlled. We're not going to be knocking out windows and things like that. All right. Okay, is there a motion to approve? So moved. Motion made. Is there a second? Second. Motion made and second. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. 12.01, is there a motion to accept the personnel agenda before us this evening? So moved. Motion made. Is there a second? Second. Motion made and second. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Personnel agenda passes by unanimous vote. Is there a motion to accept the personnel addendum this evening? So moved. Motion made and second. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. Lastly, is there a motion to accept the contractual agenda for this evening? So moved. Motion made. Is there a second? Second. second. Motion made and seconded. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. Comes time in our board meeting to close where we allow the public comments. 1301. Then one person that signed up has already spoken. Is there anyone like to come forward to speak this evening? Public comment. Mr. Manuel. Good evening, sir. I'm, uh, I'm speaking as a former classroom teacher of social studies. So I heard the, the comments that were going on back about CNN and back and forth about current events. I was in a social studies classroom and taught geography for nearly 20 years. And we would often use um, current events to not only um, keep people involved in the conversation of what they're hearing out there, but also for to um, 
relate that to the ELA standards, to debating, to different writing prompts. So, and I understand that um, if somebody has um, a bias against one position, but that's also part of it, is that you need to show competent sources. So if you use, just say CNN is biased, then you get another um, point of view from another news source, and you have them compare and contrast and they talk about that stuff. So I don't think that um, banning a specific news source is the way to go. I think that you need to embrace it because there's all different viewpoints out there. And for somebody to say, well, this news source is not going to be permitted in the classroom is wrong because you're going to walk outside the classroom and it's going to be there. So the people need to know how to vet these, these sources. I mean, that's what they say, find a credible source. They're going to Google it. Whatever pops up on Google is going to be their credible source. How are they going to know and be taught how to find a credible source and how to filter that out? I just, I feel that that's just not the approach as educators that we want to take. I appreciate that they're going to put a committee together. Yeah. And I, if 11th grade standards is where um, current events is, I don't think that's the only place current events should be taught. I think it should be taught throughout. And you can relate that to real life. The stuff that's going on in Ukraine today, and in Russia and all that, is going to be covered by CNN. It can still be put in the classroom in a way for 6th, 7th, 8th, ninth graders to recognize and thrive upon. So I think that that needs to be reconsidered about banning any specific sources. Can I just add to that? Thank Absolutely. you for your comments. Um, the presentation was by a sixth grade geography teacher. And politics aside, CNN is no longer recommended for middle school students. So that's the reason that we want to go back and convene the, uh, the committee to try to come up with appropriate age level resources, and not just for sixth grade geography, but we have discovered there's a lot of areas that we could, you know, um, collaborate and use this information, so. Yeah, and I understand that. Yeah. So I was, I taught geography seventh grade and they've recently moved the standard down to sixth grade. Mm -hmm. So it's the exact topic that I've taught. And the kids are not just specifically looking at whether it's age appropriate to them. So if a teacher can go out there and preview the material and make it appropriate for their classroom and whatever the back discussion is uh, and, and how they relate the topic to their standards or to the ELA standards or whatever, you always have to get information and you adapt it to your class and you make it your own. So they're not just going to look at a news source and say, this is gospel they're gonna adapt it to their standard. And if CNN says, and you said sixth grade, if they say it's for age 14, I, I would highly say that um, a 12 year old could also look at that and it could be adapted by a professional classroom teacher to meet the standard that they're at. So that's just my opinion. I don't have a background on everything there, but I taught this exact thing for a long time. And so I, respectfully disagree with that decision that the board made, but I do respect the decision that you guys are going to go back and look at it and not ban a specific news source just for potential bias, because the bias is going to be out there in the public no matter what. We just, we need to teach kids how to vet that and find credible sources. Thank you.
Anyone else like to speak to public comment? Anything further coming in front of the board this evening? Hearing none, meeting adjourned.